Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Scott Sosh. And I'm Evan Novi williams And this is the Leftovers and Left Guards Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Well, I, I know you're proud of it. I can see a little... You, you started to smile before you even said it, so I know, but I, way planned, way planned. Uh, yeah, I don't know proud, I got proud's it. the right word, but, but uh, yeah. There's a little... Leftovers uh, and left guards. Or, uh, I, I myself, rather than figure out a guard, I probably would have just said linebackers. Also fine. Leftovers... Wait, you know it's better. Just say it's better. Also fine. Black Friday, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, this year is the first Black Friday football game. The Jets and the Miami Dolphins will be playing at 3 o'clock Eastern, a game uh, broadcast or streamed by Amazon. Uh, obviously... Do we say the, bad words on this, this show? <laughs> Do we ever say bad words? We yeah. yeah word. I know we're allowed. Yes. We can say it? Say it. You're like, it's a day first. It's a day where I want to sell shit. <laughs> They want to sell a lot of shit. Exactly. That's, well, they, they that's what do. the NFL Black Friday game is. Yeah, yeah. they want to sell more does. shit. Yeah, the, the the biggest, probably the biggest commercial day of the year for Amazon makes total sense that that when the NFL decided or, or thought about getting into a game on the day after Thanksgiving, Amazon makes total sense. I was on a call uh, on Tuesday, Scott, with Jay Marine, who runs Amazon Prime Video, its its sports division, and Hans Schroeder over at the NFL, and they both talked a lot about the the thinking here. As, as digital media and over-the-top streaming becomes a bigger thing, there's so many options with things that you can do, like commercial tie-ins and discounts how and deals. How cool is that like first that. meeting? Could, how cool is that first meeting between <laughs> Jay and whether it's Roger and Hans? Because you've got the NFL, which, as we've said, when the NFL as an entity goes to the pool, they dip the toe, yeah. they go on the step, then they go down, and then, ooh, it's a little chilly, but they go to the next, and... T- and I can see Amazon here is off the high dive triple Lindy <laughs> splat, you know, big splash cannonball. Yeah. So you you have to work your way to a comfortable medium where both are like, we'll let you do X, okay, that's too much, and the, the NFL is like pulling the you know pulling the reins and pumping the brakes, and Amazon's like, no, 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 one more thing, one more thing. I get, I, but that would be a fun negotiation to have been a part of. So some new things that fans who are watching this game will see. Uh, there are Black Friday deals across Amazon, obviously. There are going to be exclusive Black Friday deals for people who are watching this game. They are going to show up on the screen in the form of QR codes, so... 
discount maybe on dishwasher Y. Dishwasher, huh? yeah, yeah. Dishwasher maybe just for me. If they're listening to my my my, uh, my text messages and my phone calls, uh, they'll know that I want a new dishwasher or need one. Um, so there'll be those. There's an exclusive concert afterwards. It's a Garth Brooks show. They are expanding the audience here, so you don't need to be a Prime Video member to be able to watch this game. So that they're they're bringing in a larger uh, larger audience. Also, Scott, I'm fascinated by how fans react to this. We're not. We're not a Marchand or, or, or Ann podcast. It's something between 10 and 20 million are going to watch this game. Who knows? But a lot of them, I think, are not going to love the idea of, of being hammered over the head with commercial opportunities to buy other things. Some of them might. Um, but in my mind, this is a product that makes a lot of sense for Amazon. Uh, I can understand why NFL would like to do it with one of their partners, particularly one that is so rich, so deep pocketed and, and potentially a, a, a bigger partner moving forward. Um, but I'm just not sure how many NFL fans want this, right? This is an alt cast of a sorts in a way that the Manning cast is or what Amazon does with Dude Perfect is. But uh, unlike those where I see an, an audience or a specific core subset of the audience that might like it, um, I don't know any NFL fan who's who's looking for sale or commercial discounts uh, during their NFL watching experience. First of all, where's your mic flag? <laughs> They've been back was, in the office long enough. That's first sitting of on all. my desk. Yes, you're right. <laughs> okay, no. not, I was going to lie. Or, by the way, or, <laughs> if you yeah. had not said I know they're back in the office, I would have been like, oh, they're coming back from Vegas. But you're right, they are. They by are, the way, you want to laugh? They are back. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I just said that I didn't know they were back in the office. I, I swear well, you, you got I had me. No idea. I just kind of. That, <laughs> that's got, really you, funny. You got me. My mother would have said, you know, well, it doesn't do you a lot of good there, now does it? <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, and I don't know. You, you and I often agree. I'm going the other way on this one. I okay. think people are acclimated to it. They don't care. It's Thanksgiving. They're, the game's on in the background. Yes, you'll have your, your hardcore fans watching the game, but it, it's a total casual viewer fest. Uh, put up some ads for, I'm trying to think, with, without insulting football fans too much. What would be, give me, let's, let, let's really whiteboard the three products right now that you would absolutely see. Um, there's pork rinds, you know, okay. Have you tried the new flavored onion and sour cream pork rind? Uh, I'm selling some of that. Um, what else would you say? You can see a barbecue grill, right I think. Um, yeah, yeah like a Weber kettle would be kind something. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what, what else Lawn, would be Lawnmower. I'm just thinking about the kind of things that you, the people you see advertising on NFL games, right? It's the same, it's the same subset of the population. Yeah, or I'll, maybe I'll, just straight up... All beer and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's probably some food things if, if, if Amazon wants to go that route. Uh, one of the things that, that came up on this call that I did think was interesting, Hans Schroeder said that the, the average age of a NFL game viewer on the Amazon streams is eight years younger than the average yeah. age of a stream of a, of someone who's watching the the games on on broadcast TV. So so maybe I revise my get this comment. Set up. Maybe That's who's going to get this set up for mom and dad and, and grandpa. Yeah, exactly. So so maybe it's not thinking about exactly the same advertisers that you see on CBS or Fox or NBC or even ESPN because again that's an that's an older audience. Maybe it is a different uh, looking very directly intently at at a younger NFL fan and, and maybe not the the lawnmower uh, buying variety or the or the Weber. Yeah, what we've said, Evan, though. What streaming allows you to do, again, there's that personalization aspect, right? As they get to know their customers better, Amazon knows not only what I need because I bought it. That's great. I don't get fed that anymore. They know what I've looked at. They know what's been in the cart. And I think I've said the example before when the little guy needed sandals, like summer sandals. Yeah. What bothered me is I finally bought the sandals offline. 
and I still bombarded yeah, by they didn't sandals. Know. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Right, the, the day Visa and American Express share the data and the information <laughs> with the Amazons of the world, so they'll know, wait a minute, this guy bought sandals, we can stop, let's bombard with something else, because we know he's been looking elsewhere for other things. But that personalization, they know what I want, they know, they know what I need before I know what I need. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting low on toilet paper, you know, you sure you don't want this 22-pack of Bounty 8-roll thing, you know, so... Um, the, the closer we get to that, the more effective each ad and, and, and the more valuable each eyeball is. We are inching toward that ecosystem where the, the, the predictive analytics are telling me it's time for me to buy something. And the audience gets bigger. The, the, the yeah, streaming sure. audience for Thursday Night Football Games exclusive on Amazon last year uh, was not as big as it was this year, and I assume it'll be probably be even bigger next year. We're talking, I think it's $12 million average. Maybe that, that number might be wrong, but it's something in that area. A significant size. A lot of people are watching these games. Not quite Give what you see games. on broadcast television. But um, there is, the, the, the more, the, the, as the audience size catches up to broadcast games as well, uh, then the, the obviously the ad, ads get more expensive and get more effective as well. Just for the heck of it, give me the games. Who's playing? Uh, the, the Friday what? game is, is the Jets versus the Dolphins. Um, and then okay, on yeah, Thursday, and there's a trio of games. I know the Cowboys are playing, the Lions are obviously playing, and I believe the right. 49ers are the night game. Lions are a real game now, so that'll be a big audience too. Yeah, it's I mean, Lions Packers, which is like a that's a that's a classic Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or like old timey football matchup. Um, and you're right, this is a the Lions team is Packers Lions is Commanders Cowboys. Commanders, okay, so Cowboys. the old the so they're going yeah, they're going division rivalries here. Um, right, all right. Jet, Jets Dolphins. Joe, obviously Joe Gibbs. Division Joe Gibbs against Tom Landry. That's always a good TV matchup. People yeah. like that. All right. Well, again, I, I I just look at sort of where the world is going here, Eben. And I can I, I go focus group. I know my friends. I know the family. Uh, I don't know about you, but the game the games are always on. There's always somebody watching. Yeah. Uh, there's a break to go outside and play a little football. It'll be cold or wet, whatever. <laughs> there is that break. But it is if there is a backdrop, if there is a a soundtrack to Thanksgiving. I mean, I go back in my head. It it, it would be like John Madden, mm. but. You know, obviously that's not the case anymore. But the sound of the NFL is the soundtrack of Thanksgiving in many, many homes. Yeah, it's you put the the Macy's Day Parade on, and then right as that's wrapping up, you either, depending on your household, you go to the dog show or you go to uh, or you go to the the early NFL football game. That seems to be I how, had, how I most had households go. Yeah. Yep, I had a friend. You you know you know Mr. Claude. I had a friend who worked at Macy's years ago. And he said, hey, I can get focus group of one in the parade if you want. And he was too young. I think they had like a, like a fake ice skating one, where, but he was too young at the time. So I'm like, I, I don't care. I was like, I, I don't think he needs to do this. Like, why does, but you know my wife. And of course, you needed to get that, that moment. So he was, we had to drop him off down at Macy's at some ungodly early hour. And just <laughs> Four like, in the morning. The time, yeah. I think he, yeah, I think it was like six, I think he was like six years old. And you just surrender the kid. Like, okay, like the, they put the band, you know, the banded, uh, the band on him with the number, the name, the parents, the, the emergency phone, all that stuff. And they're like, bye, don't lose my kid, please, at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And he was a, dressed up as a paper boy. He was in the front seat of a car. The young kids, they get, they put them in spots where they can't really get out. And he was, you know, we saw him ride by and waving and stuff. So 
Then you go down and pick him up. So, so you love to tell the story of Jackson walking out with Didier Drogba. Is this the is this your wife's yeah. version of this story? It's is it Jackson in the in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade with the paper boy hat on? And I don't I don't know if she listens to the show. I guess we'll find out this week. <laughs> and my guess is no because she's so busy. But uh, sadly, I think it's all of it. She's got the picture. Like she has that at the. If you if somebody asks me, oh, do you have that picture of Drogba? It will take me a half an hour to go find. It's somewhere yeah, in yeah. the phone. You know, she's got that. She's got the here he is with Alex Ovechkin. Here he is chatting with Marty Brodeur. Here he is with Marty St. Louis and Carey Price. Here he is in the Macy's Parade. Here, She's got all that stuff in one spot. So I think she, I, I wouldn't part and parcel this is her one because I think they're, they all count. Not many kids have, have walked have out onto onto a Premier League field with a Premier League team and also been in the Macy's Day Parade. That's a uh, well, well <laughs> now a, even, even well there. well Eben Eben you're you're forgetting the venue that that did not happen to the focus group of one either. Drogba played for Montreal. And oh, was that was an MLS event. Um, yes, it was I, the still, Montreal against Red still Bull. Impressive, yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll knock it down a it, peg, it was, maybe. But yeah, yeah did, exactly. Yeah. He didn't walk still out on for Chelsea. Yeah, he didn't walk out playing with, with Chelsea. Anyway, by the way, you, how about how about some news you broke here? Yeah. Uh, as long as we're talking the NFL and we're talking the Dolphins, uh, how about Mr. Steve Ross uh, willing to part with a piece of his fish? And not just that, Scott. Who he's in talks to? Stephen Ross. The what and the uh, who? Billionaire yeah. Stephen Ross in in talks to sell a minority stake of. Uh, a lot of his Miami sports holdings, which includes the Miami Dolphins, Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play, and then the F1 race, the Miami Grand Prix uh, that is now on the F1 calendar. Um, he's in talks. One of the groups he's in talks with is Ken Griffin, uh, billionaire, Citadel founder, CEO, Ken Griffin, um, a man who is very, very bullish on Miami and Miami's long-term future. Remember when I said, yeah. Remember when I talked about this, the NFL and the rules I, I changes, do. I was and ask I you. said there's yeah. somebody on the runway, and I know who might be next, and well, this is him. Yeah. And that's why I was pretty confident that any alterations in the rules would not be a sea change. It would be a little bit because what you want is people who can cut the check. Ken Griffin can cut the check. Yeah, and, and one of the uh, it, it, one of the things that's interesting to me, Ken Griffin is, is one of the richest hu- humans in the world. I think he's the 36th richest person in the world, according to, to, to Bloomberg. Um, th- there is a clear Miami strategy to his thinking. Yeah. Citadel is moving its offices to Miami. He is building, I just saw this, Scott, building the most expensive yeah, house in the world. It's like the most the expensive world. home in Miami, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be when it's completed, they think, a billion-dollar home. Yeah. You um, want Soshnik value add? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll give you those. Uh, I will tell you, F1, and you're saying that's part of it, F1 Miami last year, I can tell you that Ken Griffin had a couple of the, uh, let's say, uh, bird's eye, cat's eye, view, suites, whatever they sold down by the track. Ken had a couple of those. This is a man who is long on Miami, and uh, it would make sense that buying into uh, some of the, the, the city's most biggest sports properties uh, seems like a logical step for someone who is uh, moving his company, his home, and also a lot of his, 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 his emotional and intellectual uh, thinking down to, to, down to Miami. So, yeah, this is uh, it's an interesting one. It's deal's not done, and, and from what I understand, Stephen Ross is talking to some other people as well. But it's not often, Scott, that, that, that NFL 
minority stakes, even small ones, are up for sale, right? We know of one in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers, the the Steelers stakes that, that Josh Harris and David Blitzer own need to be sold. But um, this and is— And expect uh, more at the valuations. I, I, do, I agree. The chance to take money off the table. And taking money off the table is harder in the NFL than it is in every other league because he cannot sell this to a private equity fund. Um, so the, it, it's a little bit more complicated, but— if, if Ken Griffin is the one that you're selling to, that's a pretty good, uh, in my opinion, a pretty good position to be in. Yeah, if you you know, we always say more bidders means more money. I'm sure there's plenty of people interested in a stake yeah. in the, the, the Dolphins. And by the way, who do their celebrity LPs include? I believe Mar- it's Venus and Serena. Venus, Serena, Mark Anthony, Mar- I believe, is Mark in Anthony, there. Yeah, there's a few others. Um, um, Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan, yep. Right. You to notice I, I like to go Estefan. I, I Estefan. second E Asento. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Gloria Estefan. I, th- I think that's the way it, it's done. I yeah. like to flash my Spanish whenever possible. We value the Dolphins and the stadium together at $5.24 billion. Um, we have not done F1 event valuations. I actually have, have no idea, to be totally honest, what economics of an event like that are. I think a lot of that probably depends on how confident you are that Miami – the Grand Prix stays on the calendar, which, from what I understand, is not a, is not a guarantee long long term. Um, but bet on that yet. it would be very interesting to see in in talks what this collection of assets. I believe the Miami Open, the tennis big tennis event down there that 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 Stephen Ross uh, operates and, and co owns. I think with IMG. I think operation of that event flows up through the Hard Rock Stadium, so that's included here as well. Would be curious if this deal gets done. What the valuation of the collection of assets is. Yep. Okay. What's the most important thing, Ebenovi Williams? If you're going to a Miami Dolphins game, you're looking for tickets on. I don't want to mm. be an advertisement for any one site, but you're looking for tickets. You're scrolling. What's the most important thing? Is there a shady side of the stadium? There you go. <laughs> you need the shady side <laughs> yeah. of the street. Yeah. I made the mistake the other way. You know me, pasty. It was not good. <laughs> it's, it's my first thought sometimes. Also, yeah. <laughs> am I going to be covered, yeah. or am I putting on sunscreen every uh, every first down? <laughs> Yep. All right. On to to a story that we had sort of, we were around the fringes of it when we had Don Davis on. You know, we knew something was coming. You sort of hinted at the talent acquisition to grow PFL and and Bellator had some really good fighters. Uh, Well, guess what? (laughs) <laughs> PFL actually bought Bellator. So, yeah. Uh, the, now, I mean, creating a real rival to UFC. We had, we had a thought this was coming. Obviously, we asked him directly kind of where those talk, talks stood. He didn't want to get into the deal points, but but for folks who didn't listen to that episode, the thing that he said is we're not interested in, in buying IP we're not interested in in event expertise. We're not really interested in, in infrastructure things around MMA. We feel really good on that front. What we would be interested in is talent acquisition, and, and what he means by that is fighters. That that and it sounds like PFL has done in his mind a, a fairly good job of picking fighters off one by one when their UFC contract ends or that's why. But buying something like Bellator gets you suddenly an influx of of a lot, dozens of, of fighters immediately. So taking him at his word there, the, the acquisition here, which which Kurt Badenhausen, our colleague, reported was just under $100 million. This is a, a, a one mass bulk acquisition of fighters will beef up the talent within PFL to go along with all the infrastructure that, that Don obviously believes in and trying to create essentially the number two. Uh, and, and maybe eventually challenge UFC, but right now create the the solidified number two uh, MMA platform in, in in the U.S. 
By the way, is there any way that we can work in OpenAI and Microsoft into a sports discussion? Oh my gosh, what a what, uh, a, there, what a, a mess I, is going is going yeah, on it's there. Just because, like, I'm trying to think what the sports equivalent of this would be, but man, what a story! I'm just loving. I, I am following it just intently. I'm loving all the the, the turns, the, the 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 surprises, the what's next, the. He's in, he's out, the Satya Nadella, genius. You know, why buy a company when I can just take all the employees? Yeah, it turns out that it, the, 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 the OpenAI deal that they had with Microsoft, right, gave Microsoft access to the product, I think, yep. infinitum, which means that if you have access to the product and, and you can get all the employees and, and the get founder the to yeah. slide over, and did you just buy the company without buying the company? I mean, who, who knows? And, and as we report this right now, it sounds like Sam Altman is, is back in talks to maybe return to OpenAI. AI, there's there's so many things that could happen even between us recording this and us and us publishing. Oh, it's it. been changing by the um, minute for sure. But yeah, I think it, it 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 does show, and and I'm sure there's a sports equivalent that you and I are not thinking of. Maybe a coach. That, if if Bob Kraft just fired Bill Belichick tomorrow, right? And and everyone was which like, may happen. Where, where did way. that come from? Yeah, maybe it's not the right right analogy because they're struggling. Yeah, but, but like, wait a minute, yeah. But yeah, imagine a coach then suddenly being like, well, all of my assistants and all of the personnel are coming with me to this other team that, that also has access to the players. I don't know. There's no like, I can't think of a good sports analogy right now, but it is a really interesting case study in, in, in the way a, a, a buddy of mine was breaking down the way that the open AI board is, is different than a lot of public boards or a lot of, a lot of boards for, for tech companies where they are fully independent. Uh, so there's no investors on the, on the board. So it's not yeah. like investors in OpenAI made the decision to 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 remove Sam. It is an independent group of of, of people appointed by a foundation that made the decision to remove Sam. Uh, whereas in a lot of companies, you see primary investors get control of or even have their own board seats. So it's a really interesting business discussion about. We don't even know what That's happened. Why I right? it up. Yeah, I don't know where we were going to go with it? I just no, it I think interesting. it's interesting, and and there, I'm sure there's there's people in the sports world who are who are using ChatGPT or or are partnering with OpenAI and other capacities that are at least paying attention to it, right? And, and, and at the very least, some lesson about how to operate, how boards and, and founders and, and, and executives, uh, the right way for them to communicate and to announce big things and the wrong way for them to do the same. All right, let's finish up with uh, Michigan, the Maize and Blue, Sans, their head coach, and Ohio State. Uh, how many people are going to watch this game? You were talking about sort of Black Friday, 20 <laughs> yeah. million points, plus million, whatever. I, I mean, just the fact that all of the people the, uh, is my that answer, Harbaugh will not be there. All of the people, <laughs> yeah, yes, all, the people. all of the people yeah. in the maze and the blue and the uh, what is a Buckeye, by the way? Uh, it's a nut, right? It's a is it? I don't, is it? I think, yeah, I think it's I, a tree nut. A, I think. All right, I didn't know. I think that the, um, end of the oblong shape of the head. I think I think it's a, I think it's a tree nut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just don't know what a Buckeye <laughs> it could be way is. off on that. By is, the that way. What, is that the sticker they put? Is that the sticker they put on the helmet? It's like supposed our, to be our five listeners in Ohio are just banging on the steering wheel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very upset, their heads. Um, but I'm going with tree nut. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the. But this is good sports business. This it's is good. good sports. It's good. It's good for the game. Uh, the coach is out. It's good for the game. The whole, the whole, the, 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 the settlement discussions, and then you know we thought we had a deal, and then more information, and no, we don't have a deal. Forget it. We'll take the suspension. It's just like a Mike McCann special. Yeah, there, there's two things I want to say, and I'll, I'll say the the Michigan Ohio State piece first. This is two undefeated teams. The way that the the playoff works right now for the last time. I'm four teams, so there is a, a very good chance that the person who the team that loses They'll this game 
does not get into the get into the playoffs. So you can argue that this is a early playoff game for both these teams. There's a chance that the loser could okay. get in, but there's a chance that he wouldn't. Um, so this is exactly the type of game that is essentially disappearing in the future. The fact that these rivalry games, which for most teams happen at the end of the year, um, can right now be de facto playoff games or de facto play-in games for the playoff um, is going to disappear because if this was next year and both these teams were undefeated, the loser would almost be guaranteed to get into the 12-team playoff. Um, yeah, so right. I, I do think there is a there is a high drama here for Fox and for both these programs and for the Big Ten that is probably not going to exist in the future in the exact same way. Um, but the, the bigger thing I, that I have been playing around with, and I want to get your thoughts on this also, Scott, is that the, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal feels feels very much like the the first scandal of the NFL style era for the power conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. And what I mean by that is, is this was not an NCAA. The NCAA is looking into this, but they haven't really done anything yet. This was a punishment issued by the Big Ten, pressure on Commissioner Tony Petitti from all the other schools in the Big Ten, much like we saw on Deflategate with, with Roger Goodell having to hand down the punishment to, to the New England Patriots. Um, we're going to increasingly see uh, conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten take punishment into their own hands, before the NCAA acts because the NCAA takes a very long time. And in some ways, the, the, the conferences are so powerful now that they are the, 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 the more proper, I think you could argue, uh, body to do this. But, but the internal politicking around what exactly did Michigan do wrong? What are other schools doing that is similar to what Michigan did wrong? How does the commissioner balance the people that want him to, to bring down the hammer versus the obvious commercial benefits of having Michigan football continuing its success under, under Jim Harbaugh, a lot of things happening there. But I would say for a lot of these reasons that, that, that the, the big 10 is now in its fully professional NFL style uh, tier in terms of scandals, how they get punished and how they operate. All right, I, I would. I don't know what you wanted me to say, but my my take is you hear the beeping <laughs> on my phone. Yeah, head of events, Ellen Canfield. We're supposed to be on a call five minutes ago to discuss mm. some of the events we have coming up. So, Alrighty. she sort of, I think, needs us. So, I mean, we 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 can end it there. I just want to quickly. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I will be uh, I will be down in D.C. Uh, with my partner's DC, aunt and, and brother. Shout out to Betsy and to Mark. Um, dri- driving down. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Betsy. <laughs> yeah, shout Mark. out. Yeah, Betsy and Mark, <laughs> friends of the friends of the pod. Um, very excited for for all the food that's going to be down there, and then driving back from D.C. on the weekend. Scott going to pick up uh, our Christmas tree. So uh, oh, okay. early Christmas tree this year. The Griswolds, so, the top of the tree, the whole festive. thing. I, I will do the. Uh, we'll go to a Christmas tree farm. We'll cut it down ourselves, but it won't be. You have your little like, axe, your little hand axe, we'll doing that whole thing. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I bring I a hatchet, like but usually they give you the saw. So um, yeah, oh, okay. we'll do one of the two. But but we will have a Christmas tree by uh, by our next episode, Scott. Which spoiler alert is is Sportacast's three hundredth episode. The uh, the early episode Amazing. next week, so we we got to think about a fun way to uh, to, to on ring top in of how many podcasts did we do in our former life? How many think yeah, we did? Yeah, probably over there? another three hundred or so. It feels like it was yeah, another three years, maybe even more. Honestly, just means you um, and I are both getting old. I know, right? The the rings on the podcast uh, <laughs> podcast yeah. tree are getting cut, bigger and bigger. Yeah. Cut it open, count in the middle. I hope all the listeners have a great uh, Thanksgiving, a good Black Friday, uh, and uh, hope all the food and the travel and all that is uh, is good uh, for him. He is Scott Soshnick. You can find him on Twitter at Soshnick. 
You can find me on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Aaron Greenewald. Uh, shout out to Aaron. Thank you very much. Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman, would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.